Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. I'm Jamison Kay, and I am the Communications and Marketing Officer here at the West Midlands Group. In today's special episode, we're celebrating the United Nations International Day of Rural Women. Celebrated on October 15th every year, this day celebrates and acknowledges the role that rural mothers, daughters and grandmothers play in producing food and building agricultural and rural development worldwide. In this episode, West Midlands Group team members Jamison Kay, Erin O'Brien and Melanie Dixon are joined by Margie Weir, Debbie Downen and Martha Lindstad for a roundtable discussion covering the significance of this day, what it means to us and our experiences as rural women. Thanks everyone for coming. My name is Jamison Kay. I'm with the West Midlands Group and this is a special episode of Paddock Chat because today we will be talking about International Day of for Rural Women and it'd be great if we could just go through and introduce ourselves and where we're from. Yes, I'll start. My name is Melanie Dixon. I am at West Midlands Group as well as a mixed farming systems officer and I've been there uh, for about eight months now, I think. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and I, I live in Mandra and then I come up to Dandarigan for the week and then go back down. So I'm a bit half and half. <laughs> My name is Erin O'Brien. I am the Beef Industry Development Officer at the West Midlands Group. Similar to Mel, I live in Perth and then just come up during the week. It's been really good coming into a really tight-knit community like Dandarigan and learning more about a different sort of lifestyle. I'm Debbie Dowden and I live at Chalice Station near Mount Magnet. And we run a beef cattle property. We run about a thousand breeders, and we also own a little finishing block in Jinjin. So I'm full time on the station, and I'm also the chair of the Southern Rangelands Pastoral Alliance. So I'm Margie Weir. I'm the executive officer for the Southern Rangelands Pastoral Alliance. I'm based in Geraldton, um, and I live on a small property out of Geraldton. Just to set a bit of the scene, the Southern Rangelands Pastoral Alliance is for the whole of the pastoral industry south of the Pilbara in WA, excluding the agricultural zone, of course. In broad terms, if you went from Exmouth to Waluna and down to Mundrabilla, nearly to Eucla, that's our patch. So we're a fairly young group still. We've been in existence just on a year now. We've done an awful lot in that time and we are still growing really really rapidly at the moment and it's pretty exciting times. Hi, um, I'm Martha Lindstad. I'm 29 years old and originally from Norway. Came over to Australia about six years ago and have done a few different jobs over here but in the last five years I've been employed by Outback Beef which is run by Annabelle Coppin and we've got Yarry Station up in the East Pilbara where I've been based, yeah, every mustering season. And now three months ago I moved down to our farm in Bajangara where we finish our cattle. So I've been a bit back and forwards between the farm and Yarri in the last two to three years, but now I'll be I'll be based at the farm. That's my role. Thanks so much, everyone. So like we said earlier, we're here today to talk about the International Day for Rural Women. For any of our listeners who may not know, today, October 15th, the day for the International Day for Rural Women, the United Nations International Day for Rural Women celebrates and honours women and girls living in rural areas on October 15th each year. It recognises the huge role that rural mothers, daughters and grandmothers play in producing food and building agricultural and rural developments worldwide. We're here today just to discuss what this day means to us and how we and our lives have been impacted living rurally. 
So I guess first, um, my question for everyone is, have you always lived in a rural area and what do you like about your living in your rural areas? Well, I certainly have. I grew up on a farm in between Three Springs and Perenjury, so in the agricultural area. I've done a lot of different jobs over the years and I've moved around a lot and I've lived and worked on stations in Queensland and Territory, South Australia and WA. So I've seen a lot of that. Even now, I you know, we're on a property just out of Geraldton and we have a saying and that is the best thing about town is seeing it in the rear view mirror when you drive home. <laughs> I was born in England and I came out as a 10 pound pom in 1969. I wasn't born on the land, but I've always had a real interest in agriculture and ever since I can remember, just really keen to know more and to live an agricultural way of life. I did work on a station near Newman for 12 months in my gap year and then I was at uni then I qualified as a teacher and also as a pilot so I met my husband when I was working at the Royal Aero Club of WA and he was he'd come down to do his pilot's license and he's from a station we got together pretty quickly we got married and we I've been up here for nearly 30 years now that's so interesting as well because I know that you guys on the station are quite good at trying new things and and not afraid to test the waters so I think it's been really interesting getting to know what you guys have done on the station really enjoyed seeing that thanks Darren yeah we do we we, we're always pushing the boundary here we always want to know what's what's over the horizon what what's the next thing that we can strive for how can we improve and how can we run our business better and our and our cattle better and there's so many exciting exciting opportunities in the southern rangelands that are just really haven't been tapped into and yeah thanks Erin we we are pretty progressive sort of a property <laughs> no it's, it's great to have to have people like that because I guess that's how things move forward um I have grown up rurally if you can say that but that's in Norwegian standards so mm-hmm. I grew up on a very small hobby farm you can say to this farm that my mum's always run her business at so even though like in Norwegian standards it's rural but we have probably 80,000 people living in very close proximity to us so yeah it's certainly different to what you would call rural and regional over here but my my mum's from a farm my grandmother she was the only child from a farming family so it's been in my hands and although I mean I, I traveled I left Norway in 2013 travelled to New Zealand and got introduced to a much larger scale agriculture I had ever experienced back home. And in my area that I'm from, there are a big city focus in people and and being kind of from a farming family, I, I found it was challenging growing up and then coming to New Zealand as a 20-year-old and just being around people that are just living and breathing for farming and animals and horses and everything that was to me amazing and and how I probably yeah got even more so a passion for agriculture after seeing that and and after working a year and a half in New Zealand on different properties with both sheep and cattle and and dairy calves and and also with horses I just got a, a lot more of a passion for agriculture although I've always been passionate and and, and know the value of where our food comes from. Yeah, I think that just got even broader after travelling and, and coming to these sort of areas as well. Martha, what does your family think of you living out in Australia? They always say that as long as I'm happy, they're happy, but obviously they do want me to come home and we <laughs> have a very small property or farm that they want me 
take over run and and might not be quite there yet see what the future brings it's mum and dad are still operating and dad did ask me I think five years ago or four years ago when I was home because he grows Christmas trees and he was asking me whether he should plant another lot because they take 10 years to grow (laughs) I think he's planted them but we'll uh, we'll see what what happens in the future do you have any siblings that would want the farm or is it I have a sister, but she hasn't showed a huge interest of running the farm. I think she'd like to live there. She's a vet. She's quite happy. She lives in the city and does her small animal veterinary stuff and and she's quite happy with that, I think. What did your your family think, Debbie, when you moved over and started doing what you what you do well they're not surprised at all because I've always been so obsessed with agriculture and horses and things like that that it wasn't a surprise to anybody that I married a pastoralist and moved on to a station as we said earlier International Rural Women's Day acknowledges the contribution women make to developing rural communities and maintaining the agricultural sector whether that's through working directly in the sector or being a part of raising kids or managing households within the rural community. My question is, what does International Rural Day mean for all of you? Is it something that you've really participated in before or acknowledged? Or well, I'd like to say thanks for telling me about it because I really, oh, really wasn't aware that. Not, not a day for rural women. I was aware of International Women's Day, which mm-hmm. is or was on the 8th of March, because I was involved in an activity with that uh, a long time ago, maybe 18 years ago. I actually didn't know that there was one that focused specifically on women. So I think that's great. So thank you for bringing us together here. Yep. Well, that's okay. I thought that was kind of the case. It does go a bit unacknowledged, which is a shame because I think we can all agree yeah. that Women play a massive role in a lot of the rural communities we like live in, like whether it's working or whether it's raising kids or managing households. So the agriculture across the world and the contribution of women in agriculture. You know, a lot of the time, women are not only contributing to the agricultural production, but they're they're raising their families as well, and and they're creating the next generation of farmers or pastoralists. And the worldwide contribution of women in agriculture, it, the whole place would fall apart if it wasn't for women's contribution. It would, it would just be um, hard enough to run a property as one person. It's much easier to run it as two people and to have the contribution of both people on, on the property running the business makes it so much easier. And to, and to try and think for one moment that farming or partialism is all about men is completely disingenuous Mm -hmm. because an equal contribution but women are often unrecognized and we we don't always like to really promote ourselves as well we like the man in the front and give the man the public face of what we're doing and women are quite happy to stand at the back and just whisper in the man's ear look do this say that do this step to the front and acknowledge that their contribution is incredibly important and so I think Rural Women's Day raises awareness of the contribution of women and it almost develops a collegiality and a sisterhood between rural women where we, where we say to ourselves, we might pause for five minutes in the, in the middle of doing something and think, yeah, there's a lot of women across the world who are like me and, and their role is just as important as the men's role and it should never be overlooked. And I, and I think that these days it's starting to become women are starting to become so much more visible in agriculture and, you know, not afraid to take those leading roles. 20 years ago, it was a different story. Rural Women's Day is awesome, raising awareness and developing that collegiality. That's very well said. Yeah, right.
Gosh, well, I just go. I think it goes to show like that we're, um, you know, five out of the six of us here are from grower groups and grower groups. I think ninety percent women at the moment grower groups in WA. I think that just goes to show the impact that we're having in kind of that sector, as well as I, I feel like we different things to the table and adoption and extension. I think that's kind of reflected as well when we were at uni. So many girls at uni doing ag degrees now and I remember asking like, oh, is this what it's like in the industry? And it was like, oh yeah, there's lots of women out there in the industry and you don't really associate it with them. Mm. You know, you just think ag men and it's terrible to think that way because women really do make a big difference. Definitely. Yeah, and, I think, and with Martha as well, and I, I guess when I worked on a station, there are a lot more, well, people always talk about how there's way more women working on stations now and they bring different things to the table in that as well. And it's just really good to see and I think it's a bit of a generational thing as well I mean and and maybe in Australia it's Australia might only just be starting to pick up having more women in agriculture in the last 10 to 20 years because back home I can only talk from my perspective but my mum she's been running the farm for 40 years and it's always been implemented with mum and dad that mum's the farmer and dad's the farm hand. That's always been the case and it was the same with my grandma as well. Her husband passed away very early and she had to take over and run. She was actually, she was the only child from farming background and she married a farmer. So they were running two farms and then he passed away, so she was running both. And I do think Australia and New Zealand, I think, is a little bit behind, at least from European standards. I don't know if you can second that, Debbie. But, yeah, I do think it's great that there is the International Rural Women's Day. It's it's good to, to have focus on that because women, they do a very good job in, in the industry and in general in, in all sorts of um, industries, really. The thing that I thought was really well said with what you said Debbie was unsaid or unseen contribution of raising children and how that helps run the farm and also how it keeps communities stable I mean keeping generations within rural communities is really important for them to continue to thrive so I think that was really well said. It's that thing as well that I was talking to a few people about you know in Dandarigan when we are the fact that the commute numbers are dropping as as people don't need as many workers on farms and it's so important to try and keep the community together to keep people actually coming back to farms and keep the generations going and keep people around in the community and I think women play such a big role in keeping that going and keeping people from actually wanting to come back. I think it's also interesting how over the last, say, 20 years, people have realised that a farmer or a pastoralist is not just somebody who runs livestock and grows crops. They also need to be their own mechanic, their own vet. They need to be their own everything. And then if you actually look at the role of women in the same thing, you can add to that because women are also the wife, the mother, the cook, usually the the office manager and the logistics manager get parts, you know, order supplies, do this, do that. So really, I mean... It's great that people now recognise that farmers are so multi-talented and I think women can stack on top of that list. I have until now been largely under-recognised. Thank you so much for that, everyone. The theme for this year's International Day of Rural Women is rural women's resilience in the wake of COVID-19. And, of course, absolutely everyone's been impacted by COVID-19. But I did think this um, theme was quite interesting, looking specifically at having to build resilience for women within rural communities. So I guess my question is, what ways have you seen 
contribute to your region or workplace or community with the impact of COVID-19 in mind especially or even how has it just impacted you or your business personally and what ways have you been building resilience in the wake of COVID-19? I think when COVID-19 first came out it terrified us and you know I know that I was thinking I need my family around me I need to I could provide a refuge for people in Perth they can or the kids can all come home and they'll be safe here and and then the reality of it hit that it's just it's a, that it's something that we can control to a degree and we've been so fortunate here in western australia that we've had minor lockdowns and we've had problems with not being able to visit family in perth and that sort of thing but it's nothing compared to the problems that have occurred overseas and so i think that the rural women internationally have copped it a lot harder than we have here in western australia and it's really hard to speak from a West Australian point of view when it hasn't really been a massive impact, apart from this uncertainty at the beginning and then managing it moving forward and having to adapt a few different things. It hasn't really had a major impact, nothing like it's had in other parts of the world where family members are dying because the women or the people can't access good health care. Uh, you know, there's a lot of impoverished women in agriculture around the world and for them it's affected, the COVID has affected them so much more significantly than it has affected us. I agree on that. I mean, we, last year when COVID hit, we we didn't get affected at all and personally I'm, the only way I've been affected is that I haven't been able to travel home and visit family, but that's nothing. I don't think we can really imagine what other people in other countries has been through and and. I just think that we are very lucky to not have been impacted by it. And and also, I mean, in general, it, it's COVID has also shown how important our industry is. Like, I mean, our, the show must go on in agriculture. I'm very happy and we are so lucky that we haven't been affected like other people have. Yeah, I can second that from both Deb and, and Martha there. From my perspective as EO of a grower group, it's been a lot easier in some respects because our committee covers, you know, probably about over 800 kilometres, <laughs> which makes it impossible to get people together physically on a regular basis. So we've, like everyone else, we've been forced to go down the line of using technology as we are right now. And I think that's been great because um, it's been such a necessity that the a lot of these people, you know, say on our committee or um, others may not have engaged, but because this has become the new normal, then it's a lot better, you know, and more power to the women. Some of our people can't be on the, these sorts of meetings unless their wife is there to set it up for them. So, you know, that's just life, but we're all getting better at it. I actually think that it's probably improved our communications, our collaboration. You know, we've got collaborations happening with the eastern states in spite of COVID. So, you know, we've got quite a number of things going on. In some ways, it's actually, in a perverse sort of way, it's actually provided some benefits. So, and I just think that's all power to, well, the technology that is out there now, but also the adaptability of people in general who are utilising this stuff. So I think there's been actually some positives come out of this. My, like, COVID story, I guess, of how it affected me is a little bit different because I was still at uni. I was in my last year of uni when it all hit, so it was a bit bit of a shock. It was a bit rough to get 
you know, four weeks into your final year and then everything goes online and you no longer can go to labs, you no longer can go do the sheep feed lot assignment you have to do. So uh, that was quite difficult. But, yeah, you're you're completely right, Maggie, that, you know, we all suddenly adapt and we all get so much better at using technology and it just really paves the way for how we can go ahead in the future and makes it so much easier going ahead. So thinking back in the day when people did move out first to start up farming from the city and, you know, trying to get to say Dandarigan or something would be a day trip or however long it took when there weren't any cars and there weren't anything, where like the technology just wasn't the same. And I think we're just so lucky and if we can, it has helped us use technology in a way that brings us together and makes us less isolated, which hopefully for ag will encourage some people to maybe move out when they wouldn't have in the past or or just help in, as a, in a mental health way maybe just to make sure that we're, we are less isolated and we are continuing to learn to use the technology and to probably make it a better time for a lot of people. So I think that's a really positive thing and COVID's probably helped helped in that sense as well as we try and get used to different ways of communicating. If we look at the way it affected rural education as well, I mean, I was a school of the air mum for 21 years. It's really nice now that other people across Australia have experienced a little taste of school of the air life. Because of COVID, there's so many more educational resources available online that can be tapped in by people in rural communities. The benefits that COVID has brought to the rural communities such as ours that are so geographically spread and it's brought everybody together and forced us to be able to collaborate online and it's it's fast-tracked what we needed to do. It's really good. I think everyone has really said something that I agree with 100%, but I did really like what we made about keeping in mind the impacts of people not within WA because it is an international day. And I think that keeping in mind that a lot of people's rural experiences are quite different to ours, especially in the wake of COVID-19, is really important. And I did really like your point about childcare. I actually worked with people who do regional early childhood care. And I think impact of COVID within that sector has been quite difficult. So I think that is definitely a very female dominated industry that's had to really build some resilience within rural communities with this. So I thought that was just like a nice thing to point out. Love to ask just what impacts other women have had within your lives or career or communities. I can kick off. Obviously my mother, she's always her passion has always been to feed people and, and produce safe food and, and the same that my she got from her mother, my grandmother. I've been lucky through my time working both in Norway, in America, New Zealand and Australia. I've been working for some really amazing women. I work a racing trainer who there's not many female racing trainers in Norway and, and she's very outstanding. She's been standing out, Caroline. In the last five years, I've been working for Annabelle Coppin, which is a very forward-thinking and passionate lady, and, and she's also willing to give young uh, female workers a go that doesn't necessarily have the experience. So I've been impacted by yeah them and, and also just friends throughout the country and, and New Zealand that, you know, just keep supporting you and, and keep backing you up because there's no doubt that sometimes when you're a female in this industry, things can be very hard people don't um, necessarily I mean they back you up but they're oh you're just a girl you you can't do that and it's like yeah I can a lot of women are very capable and anyone can do a job with the right amount of training I reckon as well on social media there's quite a few females 
working out in the agricultural sector that I follow on like Instagram and Twitter. And I learned a lot from them, especially I entered uni wanting to be a vet and I didn't really know anything about agriculture or what sort of possibilities there were for a career. Powerful rural women leaders out there in the community. It, it really does lift the rest of the rural women community to see what's possible and to see the fact that you ignore, completely ignore the fact that you're a woman and just get on and do a good job. Yeah, you have good friends who are rural women doing really amazing things. And I like to be able to ring them up and say, hey, what do you think about this? And what are you doing here? And what's your latest project? It's really quite a strong friendship group as well. Yeah, I think lots of women that I've met in ag have just been so supportive. It feels like a really good cohesive group which has been really nice as you, as a someone who's from the city coming into ag and I've had a lot to learn and still learning. So that's been really, really helpful to have everyone so keen to give out information and answer all my questions. Yeah, I completely second that from Erin. You, you never, ever, ever meet anyone in ag, women and men, whoever. They're just excited that someone wants to come into ag and they just want to, they're just, they're just excited. People want to learn more. So it's always wonderful to have that support. Yeah, it's been a good industry to come into. I think from uh, the Southern Rangelands point of view, it's well, A, it's very timely for this industry and for this area of, of the country, of the world, to actually see not only the, the incredible women who are out here on the land and running their properties, but also the people that collaborate with us. So I've come across, you know, some amazing researchers or even just people in the office where I'm based in Geraldton. You know, I have some fantastic support around me in all different manner and different, you know, areas. So be it governance or communications or technology or whatever. And all of that has certainly helped me a lot. But I find that these other women, and I shouldn't just say women because the men as well, but they're really fascinated to see what we're doing out here. So I feel really privileged to be actually that conduit in between them. I think it's really great to be able to help highlight some of these women who are out there doing really good stuff. I did grow up in a rural community and I think one of the things that for me has been really important was the impact of women, particularly I think teachers, working in rural schools, which most of the schools I went to had female teachers out in the rural schools and I think a lot of them had a really uh, big impact on my life and helped me get to where I am. And they were people who really supported the community and cared about the people living in the community, even if they didn't necessarily grow up in them. So I think for me that has been a really important contribution to my life. And I'll also say as well, um, the girls at WMG with me, I mean, I have not really had an ag background, but I think seeing their passion and the passion of other people that I work with in, in the community, kind of like they were saying, who really love ag has been really great for me coming out of uni and coming into this sector. So I think that would be some of the impacts that women, rural women have had for me personally. That ends today's episode. A special thank you to Margie Weir, Martha Lindstad and Debbie Dowden for your time, insights and contributions on this panel discussion. The best way to receive our updates and stay in the loop with the latest in local research and results is by becoming a West Midlands Group member. Our members are an essential part of why we do what we do, and we pride ourselves on ensuring members like you receive relevant, innovative information. You'll save hours of your valuable time and get easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need. 
Our membership gets you early access to our workshops, free or discounted entry for up to three Business Farm members to our major events, and exclusive access to our member-only publications like our technical newsletter, the WMG Quarterly. For more info, visit our website where you can sign up at any time. Thank you to our sponsors and members without whom this podcast would not be possible. See you next time for some more Paddock Chat.